This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I'm talking to you about moving forward in my messages, and this is, um, uh, we do series, and uh, you know, God wants us moving forward in our walk with Him. Amen? Amen. And God doesn't want us to be bored Christians. How many bored Christians? No, I won't get a hand. But you don't need to be a bored Christian or a boring Christian. <laughs> no, God wants us moving forward in Him. And, uh, you know, we, we, we are in a fast, a 21-day fast. And maybe you just, start, just joined us today. Maybe you're a new visitor. You can still continue. You can fast with us. And we're doing kind of a, a multitude of, of different types of fasts. We're not trying to pigeonhole you into one type of fast. Amen. And so that means that you could fast maybe to like four o'clock in the afternoon and then you can eat whatever you want. Right. That's not a bad fast, is it? I know some people are fasting till about three and then they're eating. But what we're saying is eat good. Get get the sugar out. Amen. In other words, don't be eating all that junk food. And normally what we do is a Daniel fast. And that's basically all vegetables and eliminates the breads and the sugars and all the carbs. Amen. So we want healthy people in this church. Amen. Amen. And so, but, you know, uh, we're talking about fasting. And, and last week I talked to you about that. We're actually, we're as a, as a people, as a person, you're a tripart being, if I may. A lot of people don't know this in the body of Christ. A lot of people think we're just a soul and a body. And you get this teaching all the time. We're just a soul and a body. But you really are, you're a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. And so, you know, the Bible makes that very clear that your spirit, soul, and body can be divided. It talks about that in, in the book of Hebrews, amen? Uh, chapter 4, verse 12. And it talks about that our body can be separated. So, um, in other words, you know, your spirit, when you get born again, you get a brand new spirit, a brand new heart. And that should give you a desire when you get Jesus in your life, you should have a desire, you should have a desire to worship Jesus. Amen. If, if you're not thinking about Jesus and you haven't thought about Jesus in a while, um, you might na- need to take another dip. <laughs> in other words, you might need to get saved. Amen. Uh, but uh, yeah, we should always be talking, thinking about Jesus and your new heart. You get a new heart. And so in this fast, hopefully God starts revealing to you really who you are. And this series that I'm ministering on this morning is, is a series on, um, first and foremost, where you are at in Christ. Uh, a lot of people don't know where they're at in God. You know, they're just kind of, in, they, they're not too sure if you don't. Normally you think you're doing pretty good if you see blessings in your life. And you think, I'm good with God because blessings are coming. Isn't that the way we kind of equate, you know, for good with God, if the blessings are coming in, if my prayers are being answered, then God must be pleased with me. And then if, if there's no, no prayers being answered and I'm not hearing anything from God and it seems like there's all, all but troubles, then God must not be pleased. And that, that can be the furthest from the truth. Amen. I really believe you, you start encountering problems when you start trying to move forward in God. Amen. I, I think what, what the devil, the, the, the biggest thing, we, we think as Christians, if we just get out of our problems, we'd be great with God. But really, problems may promote us into where God wants us to go. Amen. The early church, 
uh, they were in Jerusalem and they and God told them to go out. Jesus actually gave them a commission to go out and preach the gospel. But they stayed in Jerusalem until persecution came. And then when persecution came, they, they scattered abroad. And guess what? The gospel got preached outside of Jerusalem. And it was because of there was, you know, um, external circumstances that were putting pressure on the disciples to get out of town. Amen. And uh, I don't want to wait till the external pressures comes to me. I, I want to start moving before the external pressure pushes me. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, and and so there's lots of people I, I, you, you hear this a lot in the valley of decision. Have you ever heard that? And um, people are in the valley of decision. In other words, are you, you're making decisions this year of what you're going to do with God. Amen. And hopefully you're going to move forward and God. look at your neighbor and say, move forward in God. Amen. Amen. That sounds good. You guys sound great this morning. And so, so really, we got to know where we are at in God. And, and fasting will help you do that. Um, in Isaiah 58, let's just look at that real quickly before I go into um, my main message in, in uh, who you are in Christ, because that's what I want to talk to you about. But you're not going to know who you are until you start getting a relationship with God. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, you do have a relationship with him, but until you start having some fellowship time with him, you're not going to really know who you are. Because I'm going to say this, if you're going to move forward in God, you have to know who you are in God. Yes. Not, not who you are in, you know, the family you grew up in, not, not your culture or, you know, your education is, doesn't tell you who you are. Yeah, he could tell you what you have, but, but just because you're educated doesn't, doesn't, it, that, that doesn't hold water with faith. Amen. Because the Bible says, uh, you know, knowledge will puff up. So just getting knowledge can puff us up in pride, but love edifies. And so when you get together with God, God will start revealing to you who you are and how much he loves you and how much he has for you. And, you, you, you know, in other words, God can get addicting. How many people are addicted to God in here? Um, how many Jesus freaks do we have in here? Amen. <laughs> Some of you like that. Jesus freak. Yeah. You, you got, you, man, I'm telling you, God is so fun to hang out with. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, and God is so awesome. I love hanging out with the Lord. Let's look at Isaiah 58. And it says here, <coughs> because we are in our fast. It says in verse 6, it says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loosen the bonds of wickedness? To undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free. This is uh, Isaiah 58, verse 6, working my way down. And then he says here, Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor that are cast out? You know, you know the Bible says when you have pity on the poor, God, you know, you lend to the Lord and he will repay back. You can never, you know, when, you, when you're giving of yourself and your time, um, to people that can't give back to you, that, that's when you're going to see some blessings in your life. Amen? And uh, it says here, because Jesus said it this way, he says, you know, you can bless somebody that's your friend, and you know they're going to bless you back, but it takes greater faith to bless somebody that is not un, that's unable to bless you back. Is that right? And so we want to be like children of God. Say, I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. Amen. And it says here, where, where you see the naked, that you cover him. And this is where I want to, in verse 7 says, and not hide yourself from your own flesh. 
not hide yourself from your own flesh. What is that saying? Well, some some commentators would say, well, don't hide yourself from from your kinfolk, you know, your own flesh. But that's, you know, I don't really believe that's what it really means. I believe there's a spiritual connotation to this. It means that you don't hide yourself from who you really are. In other words, God wants to reveal to you. A lot of times we, we stay so busy, we don't have time to evaluate ourselves. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about in here? You can keep you can keep the, the you can keep it so busy that you don't have time to look at yourself and where you're at in God and if you're moving forward in God. Let me just say something to you this morning that might be an asset test for you. If it's not working, you need more of God. If it's not working, okay, let me let me clarify this. If it's not working the way you would like to see it working. In other words, if your marriage, ladies, if your marriage is not where you want it to be, you might need more God in your marriage. Thank you for that. That's right. Thank you. Uh, so, you, you know, if, if your job is not where it's at, maybe, maybe you're not seeing the promotions or the blessings on your job. You might need more of God in your workplace. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about witnessing Christ in your workplace when you're supposed to work. Now, let's get, you know, there's a time for that. But I'm saying that when you get God in you, I'm telling you, you're going to have the favor of God at the workplace. Amen. Are you here? Because God will give you ideas. I used to, when I worked in a secular job, I used to sell jewelry. And I would come in. I knew the boss liked, um, liked the lattes or whatever. And there was a Starbucks right near. I'd pick up a latte for the boss. Okay. <laughs> Pastor, you mean buy the boss? Yeah, be nice. Or I, I'd call and say, I'm going by Starbucks. They said, you guys want anything? I'll pick something up. I mean, you can create your own favor. Boy, it's quiet in this church this morning. Amen. You can create your own favor. Amen. They love me. At work, they love me. They, they, man, they hated to see me go. And I said, well, I got to go full time. Uh, You know, now I got other, I got, I got people in the church that love me too. And they want me full time in the ministry. (laughs) Amen. In the ministry. Amen. That's just a play on words. Amen. And so, see, you don't want to hide yourself from who you really are. And, uh, and really, a lot of times we relate who we are to our occupation. You know, you're not your occupation. Amen. People say, you know, you're not, you're not even the family you grew up in. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're a new creation in Christ. So we need to get a revelation of this, that we're a new creation in Christ. Let's, let's look at something here, because remember I was saying in the earlier part of this message that you're a three-part being. You're a spirit, you live in a body, and you possess a soul, which is your mind, your intellect, and your emotions. And so the Bible actually says when we get saved, your mind doesn't get saved. In other words, the only way your mind is going to get saved is that you get some word in it. Or you're going to be a little loco, like a besa. That's crazy in the head. That's from Speedy Gonzalez. That's for all the... Amen. So we, got, we, got, we got all nationalities in this church, and I love it. And that's the reason why, you know, this church is a little bit like heaven. You're going to see everybody in heaven. Amen? Amen. It's not just going to be one type of person. Glory to God. It's going to be a lots of different people. God loves variety. And I love variety too, man. I, I mean, how many people like the uh, one type of ice cream? I like, I like. Well, what's that ice cream that you have three different? You have chocolate. You have what is it called? 
Neapolitan. Neapolitan. How many people like Neapolitan ice, ice cream? Amen? Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> All right. I'm trying to get to my sermon here. Second Corinthians. All right. All right. Second Corinthians 5. Uh, let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. This is really powerful. But before I go into that, amen. <laughs> well, let's, not, let's talk ice cream this morning. No. Uh, before I go into that, you know, the most important revelation you can get by being a Christian is that you're a child of the Most High God. Amen. That is the most important revelation you can get. When Jesus was, when he, when he got water baptized by, uh, you know, his cousin John, in the Jordan River, Jesus did this and he was baptized and he came out of the water. And the Bible says there was a sound from heaven. And, and it said, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. And so God put his stamp of approval on Jesus. And I'm going to say this to you today. God, if you have Jesus in your heart, God has his stamp of approval on you this morning. Can I say this? One third of you is already perfect in God's eyes. That's your spirit part of you. That's the new heart. Amen. One third of you are perfect. The other two thirds are getting per- perfected. Say I'm getting perfected this morning. So you got to get your body in line by fasting, right? Not feasting. And then, then you, you get your soul in line by getting into the word of God and discovering who you are. But, you know, the first attack that the devil made on Jesus in the wilderness, because after he got water baptized, he, he went into the wilderness. And whenever we're in our wilderness, the number one attack the devil will attack you with is who you are in Christ. He will attack you in your in a revelation of who you are in God. And if he can get you questioning your salvation, see, the devil wants you to question your salvation. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That's why sin can be so diabolical in a, in a Christian's life. Because if you're walking in any known sin and, and you're allowing sin in your life, you're going to forget who you are in Christ. And you start thinking that you're that old man. That old man is dead. Amen. Amen. Buried. Amen. So, so you're not the old creature anymore. You are a new creation. And so Jesus, when he went to the wilderness, the first thing the devil said, if you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Right. And notice how he said, he said, if you be, he was challenging the sonship of Jesus. He was saying, if you are truly the son of God, you have the power to make these stones into bread and you can break that fast. You know, how many people are thought about breaking that fast? <laughs> we won't go there. But but are you hear what I'm saying to you today? But he was challenging Jesus's, you know, identity and the devil will always try to challenge your identity of who you are in Christ. Amen. And you are a child of the most high God. And God has his stamp of approval on you because you're in Christ and Christ is in you. The hope of glory. And it's the blood of Jesus that makes you right before God. Amen. Amen. And that and that's and that's great. And that's and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And so we have to we have to look at that. Now, let's let's look at John 1, 10 through 13. It says this way. It says he talking about Jesus was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him talking about Jesus. 
And he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Talking about Jesus came to his, his, his Jewish brothers and, and, and sisters in Christ. Well, they weren't in Christ, but he came to them. And he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But notice it says, but as many as received him, received Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believed in his name, who were, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. I want to say this, there's no mistakes in this place today. Amen. I want to say this, you're not a mistake. I, it doesn't matter if your parents said, we didn't plan you. You just kind of came up. You, it was just kind of, you, it, was, it was a happenstance. We didn't know we were just drinking the water. And all of a sudden, boop, you came up about. That was supposed to be funny. But anyway, uh, but, you know, you, just because you're not a planned baby by your parents doesn't mean that you're not a planned baby by God. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And some of you are like, well, I wasn't planned. Well, you know, I was planned. My, my, my mom said, I was the only one that was planned in the, in the family. The rest were just a happenstance. But they planned me to be a girl. <laughs> Did somebody say gender identity confusion? No. Listen, I'm glad God called me to be a boy. Amen. I'm glad I got the right chromosome. Amen. Amen. I like being a man. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. For all the men just go, whoo, 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 right? Thank God. I mean, I'm glad that I don't have to get pregnant and deal with all that kind of stuff that the ladies deal with. Amen. Women are tough. Man, a man sees his own blood. He's screaming bloody murder. God, I'm bleeding. A woman that bleeds, you know, you know, she cuts her hand or whatever. It's not a big deal. She deals with that all the time. Women are tough. You ladies are tough. Us men, we just got to get toughened up in here, don't we? Do I got any strong men in here? Yes, pastor. <laughs> All right. We got some strong men in here. Amen. <clears throat> so, so you got you're the, you have the right to become children of God. Why? Because you believe in Jesus. That gives you sonship rights. And we're going to be talking about that next week. Sonship rights. Now, now let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And we're going to read through 21. And it says it this way. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, this is, the, this is a powerful scripture right here. Because the devil wants, to keep, want, wants some of us to be locked into our past. Amen. Can I say it again? The devil wants us to be locked into to our past, our past mistakes, our, 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 our past hurts. The devil wants us to be locked into the past. But, you know, the Bible says now faith is. In other words, we walk by faith and not by sight. And, and we walk in the now. We don't walk in the past. We don't look at the past. No, we're moving forward in God. Amen. And the devil wants to trap some of us into our past and keep us in the past. And you got to let the past go. Amen. You got to just let that past go. Yes, you may. You may have been the one that hurt somebody in the past. You may have done some bad things or somebody may have hurt you. But you got to let all that go. Because every day is the first day of the rest of your life in Jesus Christ. 
I love it when I talked about Moses last week and I talked about when you're fasting, hopefully you're going to have a burning bush experience and God's going to reveal himself to you in a special way. Amen. But when God revealed himself to Moses, he never talked to Moses about his past. Amen. He never said, well, you know, you messed up 40 years ago. No, God never spoke to Moses about his past. Amen. He started talking to Moses about his future. Yeah. And God will never talk to you about your past, about how bad you were or how good you were. Amen. Amen. No, he, he, he's going he's to talk to you about what he wants you to move into and your future in God. Thank, you. Thank God for that. Amen. God's not looking at your past. He's looking at the potential of who you can become. Amen. And I'm, I'm looking at mighty warriors in here. I'm not looking at warriors in here, Hallelujah. but warriors. Yeah. Amen. Say I'm a warrior in Christ. Amen. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. See, you're in Christ. That makes you more than a conqueror. You're not in your problem. You're not your past. You're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. And that's what God's all about. He'll make all things new. That when we get to heaven, he's going to wipe away our tears and make all things new. But he still can do that right here in the here and now. Do you believe that today? Amen. And it says, now now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That this is really good, too. That is that God was in Christ Christ. Reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of rec- reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, and so God, we're pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he had made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's a mouthful, Pastor. Well, we're going to break this down a little bit. Amen. Now, this is really powerful because, you know, we are new creations in Christ. Number one, first point, we're new creations in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Now, let's look at the Amplified on this part right here. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Think about that. You you might say, well, pastor, that sounds good, but how come I always seem to want to go towards the dark side? How come it seems like I I have a tendency to try to do what I have a tendency to, you know, do the wrong things at times because you haven't renewed your mind enough. Your mind is not saved. In other words, the outward man is trying to control the inward man. See, we, we have an outward man and we have an inward man. The inward man is called the hidden man of the heart. The inward man is made in the likeness of Christ. The inner man wants to do the right thing. The outer man at times does the wrong things. And so your inner man has to get stronger than your outer man. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians are running their life by their outer man instead of their inner man. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And how are you going to change that up is you have to, you have to meditate on the word. You have to, you know, it talks about in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, proving what is that perfect and acceptable and good will of the father. So you have to renew this mind. You have to present your bodies as a living, holy sacrifice, do something with your body. And then you have to renew your mind this morning. You're presenting your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. Can I get an amen in here? Amen. And so we got to renew our mind. That's why we have a tendency to want to do the wrong things because we, we allow the enemy to work and press on our flesh. Amen. But I'm telling you, your, your flesh makes a makes a, 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 a terrible master, makes a good servant, but a terrible master. Your body makes a good servant, but a terrible master. I remember, you know, the enemy will use anything. I remember one time I told you this before, but I, I, I was, this is when I used to watch TV. I don't watch too much TV anymore because I don't want TV to transform my thinking. Amen. The only TV I want to watch is something that has to do with, with ministry. So, you know, some word of God. Amen. But I remember that they were showing this commercial over time, the little thick hamburger from Hardee's. Now, I've told you this before, and they kept showing that little thick hamburger. And so I started thinking about, I've got to have one of those little thick hamburgers. You know what I'm talking about? I never thought about a thick hamburger until the commercials start running. And then all of a sudden, I found myself at Hardee's eating a little thick hamburger. And, you know, it, it, it was actually better on the commercial than it was in real life. In other words, the devil will try to make you think sin is going to be all that great and doing the wrong things is really going to be cool. But it ends up gravel in your mouth. It's not really all that what it what the enemy makes it look like. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sin will kill you. Sin will destroy your life. Sin will destroy the, you know, the vision that God has for you. I I, I know what I I heard this one story about this lady. I think her name was Helen Keller. She was blind, but she was a Christian and she did all these great things for God. And um, and they and they asked her, they asked her, is being blind about one of the worst things you can be? And she said, no, what's one of the worst things other than being blind is having no vision. And this is what I'm talking to you about this morning. I want you to get a vision from God. I want you to get a God encounter. I want you in this fast. I want God revealing some truth to you. I want you breaking out of some some boxes that that the enemy has put you into. I want you to break out into that new place that God wants you. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Some of us are bound up this morning. Some of us are, are, are hindered by our past. Some of us are, are hindered by past circumstances and situations. Don't let the past hold you back. Amen? Amen. Praise God. You are a new creation. Old things are passed away. I like what it says in 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. It says this way. But you are a chosen generation. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You once were not a people, but you are now the people of God who have you who had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. Isn't that awesome? So Peter got a revelation that we're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We're a special people. Glory to God. You're called out. 
Amen. You're called out from the world. You're called out of the world into the body of Christ. Now, you're, now each one of you is supposed to be shining like stars. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In this dark world, God wants to show you off. He wants to show you how much He loves you. He wants to show you how much, how much grace He has placed on your life in spite of your past, in spite of what you've done in the past. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, God sees you like, here's a radical statement. You ready for a radical statement? God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Some people say, what? Brother Copeland was preaching that the other day. He was, when he first got that revelation. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Man, I got a scripture that will just knock your socks off. Man, I hope I can get to it this morning. Glory to God. We may have knocked your socks off and have foot washing at the same. No, I won't go there, but. Oh, you're one of those churches. You know? anybody, ever, anybody ever wash somebody else's feet in here? It's very humbling, isn't it? Especially if they have bunions. No, we won't go there, but. I'm kidding. Amen. You'll get my humor. All right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife we won't go there but my my wife was a nail technician and she and she loved you know doing the uh, what is it called a pedicure men have you ever had a pedicure for <laughs> ladies have you ever had a pedicure amen Praise God. That can be wonderful. Amen. We'll, we'll, we'll stop there. We'll continue with my message. <laughs> so number two, number two, we're, we're new creations, right? Number two, you, you ever ask God, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Amen. Have you ever asked God that? Lord, where do I fit at in the body of Christ? Well, right here in the body of, of the text that I just read, the Bible actually says that we're ministers of reconciliation. So you have a ministry. Each one of you have a ministry, and, and we're called ministers. And, and, and when I read that, you know, it talks about that, that we're ministers of reconciliation. And so what does that mean? That means that we're called to connect people to God. You're called to be a witness for Christ. You're called to, to, to be a bridge to heaven. Amen? So we're called to be ministers of reconciliation. What does that mean? That means you're called to tell people that God's not mad at them anymore. That that God already did something about their sin 2,000 years ago on the cross. That God has good things in store for them. And all they have to do is receive Jesus. And they can start walking in the blessings and the grace of God. That God is not mad at them. No, good will... Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. When Jesus came in, you know, and he was born in the, in, in, in the manger, you, you know, the angel said, goodwill on earth and peace towards men. Yes. Isn't that good news today? Yes. So I'm going to say this to you this morning. God's not mad at you, but you haven't seen what I did last week, Pastor. Hey, hey, put it under the blood. Amen. Give it to God. Yes. Let God help you out with that. You're a minister of reconciliation. Say, I'm a minister of reconciliation. Now, in Ephesians, now, see, this is where the church gets messed up because the church looks at the pastor and thinks the pastor is the one that, that is the only one that's supposed to minister. But really, I'm more of an administrator and you're the ministers. 
In other words, I'm supposed to raise you up so you can be strong and healthy in God, so you can be a witness to your neighbors, so you can be a witness to those people in the, you know, at, at the stores that you shop at, so you can be a witness, a minister of reconciliation. In other words, a fisher of men. That's what Jesus said that he was calling his disciples to be, fishers of men. Amen. And what kind of bait we have? We got, we got the best bait in the world, Jesus. Amen. They're pat, you know, Jesus is willing to forget your past. Amen. Jesus is willing to look, it o- look over uh, your misses and look at the good things that, that you possess on the inside. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, in Ephesians 4, 11, it, it, through 16, it says this way. Have you found it yet? Just say amen. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. It says, and he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So this, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church, saying that God has given the church, which, which I'm, I'm considered a ministry gift, amen? And so apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, for what? For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Now really, the, you saints, you're supposed to be doing the work of the ministry, Okay, well, it's quiet in here. Amen, Pastor, that's what we pay you for. Amen, no, you're supposed to be doing the work of the ministry as well, amen? Listen, before I, before I ever got up here, I was praying for the sick in hospitals before I even became a pastor. I'll walk in there like a general. Man, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm locked and loaded. I got the name of Jesus. I got the blood of Jesus. I got my anointing oil. Glory to God. I'm ready. ready. This is before I even became a pastor. I'd pray for people. And God would heal them. God would, God's going God's to do his part. We just got to do our part. Amen. And it says here, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to into the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man. See, how many people want to be perfect? Amen. Well, we can't be perfect in ourselves, but we can be perfect in our hearts. In other words, as long as we have a heart to serve God, we may mess up on the outside. Again, the outward man will mess up, but the inward man never wants to mess up. Amen. So we can have a perfect heart towards God. To the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind and doctrine, by the trickery of men, and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things. Amen. Into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined... Joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Notice it says this, that, that every joint supplies. In other words, every part of the body is important. Each one of you are important to God. And th- in this fasting time, I believe God's going to reveal to you how important you are and what part you need to play in maybe in Exceed Life Church. Some of you might have a gift to teach. Maybe you're called to teach children. We could use more teachers. Amen. Some of you might have a gift of hospitality. Maybe you're called to be an usher. Maybe you're called to be a greeter. Some of you have the gift or the ability. You have the brawn to carry some stuff. 
<laughs> you might be called to help us break down or set up, which is only short term because we're going to be in our own building pretty soon. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. I mean, my brother John and the rest of the team that comes in, they do more before 10 o'clock in the morning than most people do in a whole day. It sounds good anyway, but anyway. <laughs> my, my people that set up, they're like the Marines. They do more. And I, got, I, I, I have superstars on my team, glory to God. All the dream team, you guys are superstars, hallelujah. Amen. I love my people, glory to God. And I'm going to keep you employed too. Amen. So we're seeing here that we're, 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 uh, we're called to be ministers of reconciliation. Reconciling the world. Now this is really cool too. We're also called to be ambassadors. We're, we're, you know, we're also ambassadors of Christ. What does that mean? What is an ambassador? An ambassador is an official uh, envoy, especially a diplomat, an agent of the highest rank, accredited to a foreign government or to a so- or a sovereign as a resident representative of his own government or sovereign or appointed for a special, often temporary diplomatic assignment. So what does that mean? That means that we're here as ambassadors to represent heaven. Amen. You are an ambassador. Amen. And ambassadors have embassies and an embassy is a place where they, they can conduct spiritual business. And I believe every church member should have their own home. Glory to God. Amen. That should be their embassy. Amen. And I believe every church should have its own building. Glory to God. Amen. And we're getting an embassy in Virginia Beach. Yeah. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Amen. And it's going to be a place of glory. Yes. A pla- I'm telling you, it's glorious in here, but it's going to be even more glorious. Amen. Oh, thank heaven for 7-Eleven. Glory yes. to God. <laughs> Some of you may not understand. What does that mean? We're buying a 7-Eleven. But it's on an acre of land, almost an acre of land. And so, and we can build it out and make it, and maybe we'll serve Slurpees when you come in on Sunday. I don't know, but... <laughs> Hallelujah. How many people like, well, we won't go there, but anyway. Embassy. You're call, you, I believe that God wants you to be an ambassador and have an embassy. Glory to God. And that's what God's raising up us to be. Now, the fourth thing that God says in that small little chapter that we just read is that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have right standing. And that's based on not your works to to obtain right standing. It's based on Jesus' work at the cross and him shedding his blood for you. And so really, it's, it's based on that. You have right standing. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you don't have to wonder if you're in right standing or not. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you could still be in a little bit of sin, but you're still in right standing with God because 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 just messing up once or twice doesn't mean that you're you're divorced from God. Amen. You, some of you are married and some of you get in an argument, but you're still married. Your 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 fellowship has broken down, but you're still married. Just because your fellowship is broken down w- between you and God doesn't mean that you're not still with God. Amen. And God is still with you, and you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's called the law of faith. Yeah. Amen. And that's what we operate in. We operate in the law of faith. 
But let, let's look at Romans 3, 21, 27. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. This is Romans 3, 21 through 27. I know I'm moving fast. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, uh, being witnessed by the law of the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believed. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by His grace... Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood, through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because of his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate that the present time, his righteousness, that he might be just and justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus, where is boasting then is excluded. By what? The law of works? No, by the law of faith. So what is he saying here? He's saying that even people, you know, God was willing to look over people's past mistakes to get them in right standing with God. God was able to look over even the people in the past generations because Jesus preached, you know, this is a whole different sermon, but he, he preached the captivities that were captives that was held in captivity. He preached in a part, you know, of um, paradise. And when he preached to these people, he preached his blood. They, re- they received it. They became born again people and they went to heaven. Glory to God. Now, that's a whole different teaching, but uh, it's in the Bible. Amen. So this is saying that he overlooked some of the weaknesses. And God is overlooking your weakness today to get you to Jesus. God is overlooking your past today to get you in right. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you this morning? I'm telling you, your past is white clean. Your past, I'm telling you, you don't have a past that's bad. It's, I'm telling you, listen, your, your relationship with God is in the here and now. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you. Hey, look, look, look at Romans 8, 31. Well, I'm going to have to close this down. But 8, 8, Romans 8, 31 through 39 says this way. What shall we say then, these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? God is for you this morning. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I want you to underline that. In other words, God, man, I'm getting out of my chair now. God, give me a cane. No, God, God, do you know what that's saying? That's saying that, that God, you know, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying, God, if there was another way that we can redeem mankind, let's do it a different way. And, and Jesus prayed three times in the Garden of Gethsemane, and God, and God said, "No, the only way for us for you to re, for us to redeem for for you to redeem mankind is to go to the cross." And the, and this is saying that God wasn't willing to let that go, and if He wasn't willing, and He had put Jesus to the punishment of the cross, then then He won't hold nothing back from us. And are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Get a revelation that God did not hold back his son Jesus and he loved Jesus. God loved Jesus, was head over heels in love with Jesus. He, you think God really wanted to send him to the cross? No, he did it because he loves us just as much as he loves his son Jesus. 
He wanted Jesus to be at, a, at the most exalted place in the universe. Yeah. Jesus became so exalted, he became the king of glory. Yeah. Yeah. He became our high priest. Yeah. He won the title. Yeah. Glory to God. He won the victory for us. Yeah. Hallelujah. And God was not willing to let that go because he, then he, Paul was saying he will freely give us all things. Amen. What does that mean, Pastor Alding? That means every promise in the word of God is yes and amen. amen. It's yours for the taking. I'm telling you, God, man, whoo, glory to God. I'm looking at victors today. God loves you so much. Get a revelation of that love. Then when you're in that wilderness, you won't wonder. Because we may be in a wilderness at times. And the only reason why at times is because we're pressing into the things of God. And the devil's trying to get us to back off the things of God. But you keep pressing in and you're going to walk in the victory of God in Christ Jesus. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter your past. doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it's your future I'm talking about this morning. And God's bringing you into a bright future. And as we fast and as we pray, we're going to get a revelation of God's love for us. We're going to get a revelation of the future that he has for us. Because every thought he has for you is good thoughts. Are you hear what I say? I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for good and not evil, to give you a hope and a future. And the Bible says that God will reveal that hope and future to us as we come to Him with a whole heart. And when we don't hold nothing back, God will not hold anything back for you. Do you believe that today? Glory to God. How many people are moving forward in 2018? I'm moving forward in 2018. And we're going to move forward and upward in Him. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor You this morning. And we just thank You, Father God, for Your mercies and for Your goodness and for Your love. I thank You for these precious people here, for the precious people that are watching online. And God has a great future for you. But you need to make up your mind. Do you want the future that God has for you? Or do you want to stay stuck in where you're at right now? And right now, maybe you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you never made a confession of your faith. Now is the time of salvation. And this is your time. So if you're ready to move forward in God, just make this faith declaration with me and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead for my justification. Just as if I've never sinned. And Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for wiping away my past. And thank you for bringing me into a new future. In Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at ExceedLifeChurch.org.